Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Stacey Begin. Praise God. They're so great to just hear stories of what people are doing in their lives and what God has done. It's so good to hear testimony and be encouraged. I'm Stacey. Um, if you don't know me, um, I've uh, been in this church for about six years now. Um, and I um, have recently um, given birth to Luke five months ago. And um, yeah, really excited to bring the word to you today and just share a bit of what God's been saying to me. And I just pray that you hear something from it. So I'm just going to pray first, settle those nerves, and then we'll get into what God's got to say. Father God, we thank you that you are God, that you are almighty, all powerful, all being, all doing. And we just thank you right now that you were with us, wherever we are, whether we're listening at home, we're at work, or um, we're catching up after today. Father God, we thank you that you are with us. And we just pray right now that you would speak through your word, Father God, that you would speak to each heart who is listening to this right now. Amen. So I've got a few questions this morning, just for you to think about, something to kind of mull over. You don't need to necessarily write in the chat unless you really want to. How are you really doing? How are you? Let's not pretend that this has been an easy year. Let's not pretend that everything's lovely outside and everything's perfect because it's not. How are you doing? How are you doing with God? Are you hiding from God? Are you holding back from God in this time? Are you maybe struggling because it's been tough? Are you being real with God? I've just been on a bit of a journey with those questions myself recently, and I believe that um, through the Bible and reading some of the Psalms and Acts and different places, I've got something this morning to share with you so that we can go on a journey together of coming to a place of being real with God and moving forward from that place. So I don't know how your week's been. Um, It might have been great. It might have not been so great. But I just want to remind you now, God is still on the throne, regardless of our feelings and our circumstances. Regardless of what is going on, God is on the throne this morning, today. He was yesterday and he will be tomorrow. He's ruling and he's reigning. And it's just so important that we remember that. We can get bogged down. We can get a bit overwhelmed with what's going on. God is on the throne this morning. The worship isn't just something that we do every Sunday. It isn't just a time to sing some songs. It's a time to meet and encounter God. It's a time to meet with the God who's on the throne, who's ruling, who's reigning, who, has, who is all-powerful and can change our circumstances. So it can be difficult. And um, I love the Bible. Um, it's our, I, when I was a young person, um, Bible, my youth leader used to say, Bible means for best instructions before leaving earth. Um, and I know there's other acronyms for it and stuff. Um, but I really do love my Bible. And in spite of that, I've bought my... Um, one from my youth today, so it is literally falling apart. Um, But I just love sometimes reading in a different version of the Bible and just reading things a bit differently. So it's in the New Living Translation, if you uh, uh, want to know. But I love reading the Bible, and I love reading the story of how God has worked from the beginning of time and in the Old Testament, the New Testament, of, you know, people had tough times, and they got through it, and they praised God through it. And um, I really love the Psalms. Um, I used to read a psalm every day for a very long time of time, um, and sometimes a proverb, but the psalms and the psalmist, particularly David, of his cries to God of, in the good times and in the bad, in like, God, you've forsaken me, or oh God, you are so good and you're worthy of praise. And I know people have been sharing some psalms this morning. I'm hopefully going to share some more later on. It's so good to um, 
yeah, just read in the Bible and read how real he was. And, you know, he didn't hold anything back from God in the Psalms. Um, I'm going to just turn to one now. Um, you know, he just said, like, you know, God, why have we, where have you forsaken me? Where are you, God? Like, how, how can you, you know, be with me? Like, and he calls out in times of trouble in um, Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God but you do not answer. Every night you hear my voice, but I find no relief. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And it goes on and on in Psalm 22. And then obviously it's followed by Psalm 23, which Amanda referenced. Um, that Psalm, great, great Psalm that we hear a lot. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strengths. He guides me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. And it goes on. I'm not going to, I could just stand and read the Psalms all morning. It's amazing. But I love it. I love seeing on this journey of, oh, I'm in this place of despair. And, oh, God, you are so good. And I don't know about you, but I felt like that this year. Like, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. Um, but it's so good, and I take so much encouragement from the Bible of hearing those stories of you know, people in despair and God being faithful, because he is so, so faithful. So yeah, God is with us in the details of our lives, and even the small things that maybe are getting you down today, like those little things, he's with us in them, and he knows all the details. And I sometimes think about it, God knows everything. So why do I need to talk to him? <laughs> why do I need to tell him if he already knows? Because he loves us. He cares for us. He wants to hear what you've got to say. He wants to hear your heart. Um, it's really good to just come to that place of, okay, God, and just pouring out. It's um, really, really good. So I don't know how you react when times are tough um, or when you're going for a bad time or when you've made a mistake, but my natural instinct is to retreat to pull back from God, to pull back from church, to pull back from people. When things are tough, my house church group chat is the last place I want to be. <laughs> when things are tough, um, coming to church in normal times, it, it's sometimes not easy for me because God meets me in that place. And, you know, it can be really difficult when you kind of can be wrapped up in your own problems. But that is the exact time to embrace God, moment by moment, every point, every time, every step of the way. When things are tough, I'm getting better. I, I reach out. I say, I don't know what I'm doing here. I speak to God first, obviously, but I reach out to my community. I reach out to uh, leaders in the church. I reach out to my house church. I reach out to someone who I trust. And I just say, this is tough. I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with that, different things. But um, I reach out to God. And that's so important that in that time of not feeling great and that, that we reach out to God um, as well. But the great thing about reaching out to those people who believe in Jesus and leaders in this church is that they point you to God as well. And sometimes I don't want to go to God and I've reached out to people and they've gone, have you prayed about this, Stacey? Have you spoke to God about it? Because it can just get so easy to get wrapped up in this, in whatever you're going through, that you can just think, try and carry it by yourself. But God really wants to live in harmony with us, step by step, giving those things to him as we encounter them. Not waiting until we... Uh, our quiet time, whether that's at night or the next morning, but bringing it to God right there and then when you encounter that problem. And it doesn't have to be massive. <laughs> it can be little things. Um, I had a, this on Friday. This might sound really silly, but I don't get much sleep and some things mean different things at different times. On Friday, I forgot to put the bins out for the second time in a row. 
and I was furious. <laughs> you might laugh, but um, I was absolutely furious, and I was so upset and so angry, and I got myself into such a tiz, and I was so worked up. And then I prayed about it, and I spoke to God, and I was like, and then I had a little practical think about how we're going to deal with all the fact that our bins are overflowing um, with recycling. And everything was okay. I still have got my overflowing bins. need to sort that out on Monday. But I took it to God, and I didn't just let it fester, because it could have ruined my day, um, but I, let, I didn't let it fester. And I know that might be a really silly example, but I don't have much else going on in my life at the moment because I'm at home all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, I said I love the Psalms, and I love the pouring out of their heart um, to God in the good and the bad. And I love um, reading Acts and the epistles of Paul, and Paul praising God no matter the circumstance, no matter what was going on. He was in prison. I'm going to read the scriptures later on. He was in prison, but he was praising God and like in shackles and they were worshipping God still. What an amazing perspective. What, how, how powerful is that to take strength from um, and just to take inspiration from as well. Now, um, when I was preparing, I was thinking about, uh, I was reading the Bible and, I was, and some thoughts from previous messages had come to my head and um, Pastor Paul spoke, and he's mentioned this a few times, about needing to start where we are. And he spoke before, if you want to get to London... You need to get on the train at Scarborough and then get on the train at York and then go to London. You can't start thinking about getting on the train at York. You need to start where you are. And some, that's true with our position with God. And, you know, there might be lots of stuff going on, but we need to start afresh each day where we are. Acknowledge our feelings. You know, we might not be feeling great. Acknowledge them. You know, they aren't, your feelings are not the barometer of how you are. They're not true. They're not a, an accurate realisation. They're, they're there but we need to give them to God and we don't need to live our lives by our feelings. We don't need to hold on to them. We need to live our lives by the Bible, by God's word. We need to search through this book and pull it apart, not literally, um, and declare it over our situations. This is what my youth leader told me. It is the best instructions before leaving earth. It is the weapon. It is the ingredients to get, it, get us through it all. So it's really important that we hold on to this. And... I was reminded of this phrase when I was thinking about it and, you know, times being tough and maybe not feeling great and uh, of something that I'd seen online on Pinterest and it says, God never gives us more than we can handle. And I googled it. I was like, is that a Bible verse? And it does reference to something in the Bible, um, but that's about spiritual giftings and things. And it, that's not in the Bible. God never gives us more than we can handle because we're not meant to be doing this by ourselves. We can't handle it all. That's totally fine. I can't do it all. I love to think that I'm super mum. I try and get everything done at home and look after Luke and play with him and give him great activities and do everything. And I, I fail because <laughs> I can't do it all. Um, and it's accepting. We can't do it all by ourselves. We need God. With God, nothing is impossible. And we know this. But acknowledging that you are not superwoman, you're not superman, you can't do it all by yourself. And Jesus couldn't do it all by himself. The night before he was executed, he cried out in the garden, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death in Matthew 26. Jesus told his father, this is too much for me. And we see it in the Psalms too, you know. Like I said in Psalm 27, they shout and they ball their fists, God, why have you forsaken me? In their sadness, they say, darkest is my closest friend. These verses, they tell us it's okay to feel like we can't handle it. It's okay to feel like that like we're going to give out. We can cry out, my soul is overwhelmed. My God, my God, where are you? 
And when we do this, we can find God, the one who in the person of Jesus suffers with us, God who is with us, who is never failing and always by our side. We can cry out to him in those times of, God, where are you? What are you doing? What's going on? And he meets us there. Like I said, it's so important that as well as talking to God, you talk to people. And we're doing as much as we can um, uh, as a church to try and help you connect. It's really difficult. I know that um, every week on the COVID leadership team, we meet and we go, are we doing the best that we can to help church connect, help people connect? Because we know that this isn't for everyone and that it is really difficult. But we, every week we seek God and we're going, how can we help you connect? So yes, there's the chat and there's, you can send in an email or you can put prayer requests in there. You can write to us on Facebook. There's the house churches. There's the broadcast where we put out what's going on because we want you guys to connect. So if it is like that and you do need to talk to someone, reach out. There's people there. There's um, Brian and Shona and Paul and the, um, Adrian and Dan on the leadership team. They'll, they'll be there. They'll, they'll send you a message. They'll chat to you and, and reach out to you and try and help you. And there's the amazing house church leaders as well. So it's so important that we do reach out. When we, come, when we become aware that life will give us more than we can handle, and we come to grips with this, we can find a promise. God is faithful to meet us in the mess and in the pain. He comes and he meets us where we are and he, and he can work from there. And that's so important. He doesn't meet us when we're feeling better or when we're in a good place with him. He meets us where we are. So if you're not feeling great this morning, if you've had a really tough time, if everything's gone wrong, you know, the kids have argued or you've got up late or you've you know, forgotten to put the bins out like me, <laughs> God can come and meet you where you are and start there. You don't have to get into that right place. It's really important that you get in the right place, but he meets you where you are. He is willing. He's, he wants to meet with you more than you want to meet with him. Someone prayed that this morning, and I was, just, I was just reminded, yeah, as much as I want to get into that holy place and praise God and worship him, he wants to meet with me so much more. How it's just, I just take such comfort from that. And, yeah, like I said, I try to be super mum, and I can't. We... Um, can feel overwhelmed um, and, you know, struggling to manage it all. Um, I've had a lot of recent loss in my life and I know there's um, people, we've lost people in the church this last year and it's tough. It's tough to manage that feeling of grief. And if you hold on to it and carry it around, then it is going to be really tough. You know, if you hold on to that loss, to the grief, to the, the grief of not being with people and, and the pain and, you know, missing people, if you hold on to that, it is going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. But... We're not meant to hold on to it. God is there wanting to meet with us, wanting to come into that place with us, to take that from us. We just need to ask of him. God is always with us, despite our feelings, despite knowing, feeling that everything has gone wrong. Sometimes, you know, it can be thing after thing after thing. It, can't, it isn't always one big thing that happens. It can just be lots of little things piling up. And you can all of a sudden find yourself in that place of just feeling completely overwhelmed. I know I have, of just... Lots of little things building up and just feeling completely overwhelmed. But God meets with us there and we can go through them one and one because he is the one who carries us. I was reminded of um, the classic poem, Footprints in the Sand, um, that amazing picture of um, two sets of footprints. And, God, and that, uh, the poet asks, God, in my hardest times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. Why is that? 
And it says, that's because when I carried you, God is carry, can carry us through that. God is there with us. Um, when I was 17, I had a really tragic series of events, um, lost a lot of family members, my, and um, had a really tough time. And my auntie died suddenly when I was 17. And um, I was going to church at the time, but I was just so tough. Like, there was no reason the post-mortem came back. It was a real weird reason why they said she died and she wasn't suffering, she wasn't poorly beforehand. I remember questioning God and feeling like I couldn't go on and feeling like, God, where are you? Where are you? Like, are you really real? And I found such comfort in that, in that poem and also the song Blessed Be Your Name by Matt Redman. I know we've sang it before um, and you might have heard it before and finding comfort in praising God even though it's difficult, even in the hard times, blessed be your name because he's carrying us. We might not feel it. Our feelings aren't an accurate representation of the truth, but it's the truth. In the Bible, it says it's carrying us. He's with us um, through it all. I just want to share one verse that really helped me uh, in Isaiah 43. Um, but, oh, but now, O oh Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O oh Israel, the one who formed you says, do not be afraid. For I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I gave Egypt as ransom for your freedom and Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honoured and I love you. Do not be afraid for I am with you. It goes on and on. I could just, I love it. I could read the, um, read the chapter to you again and again. Do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. God is with us. Even if it doesn't feel like it, God is with us right now and we can come to him and we can reach out to him and he will meet us in that place. And that might look like um, different for different people, but we can meet with him. Just going to read those verses from Acts that I mentioned earlier. Um, my notes are in awful order this morning. I do apologise. This is what happens when you um, write notes in the middle of the night whilst the baby's feeding. <laughs> Um, after they were severely beaten, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them securely. So the jailer placed them in the innermost cell of the prison and had their feet um, bound and chained in. This is when Paul and Silas were put into prison in Acts 16, by the way. Sorry. Paul and Silas, undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God while all the other prisoners listened to their worship. Suddenly, a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. All at once, every prison door flung open and the chains of the prisoners came loose. Startled, the jailer awoke and saw every door standing opened. Assuming that the prisoners had escaped, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself when Paul shouted in the darkness, Stop! Don't hurt yourself. We are still here. The jailer, it goes on, the jailer called for a light and him and his family are saved. But um, I just take such encouragement. Paul and Silas were undaunted undaunted they prayed in the middle of the night they were they'd just been flocked and sent to prison and and you know they didn't know what their sentence was they'd just been from, from what we see in the scripture they'd just been thrown in and you know because they knew they were powerful they were instructed bound them securely in the jail so they were put into like an innermost cell um but they were undaunted 
regardless of their circumstances, they praise God. Regardless of your circumstances, can you praise God this morning? He wants to meet with you. So they praised God and they sang all night and the other prisoners listened. And from that, that awful circumstance, the jailer um, gave his life to Jesus and his whole family and they were baptised and it was amazing. A huge change around in circumstances because they came to that place of praise. There's such power in coming to a place of praise, even when it's difficult. Like I said, when I went for that really tough time when I was 17, I struggled to even just stand at the back of church, let alone sing. But when you come to that place of giving absolutely everything, which sometimes is nothing because you've got nothing else to give, God can come and meet with you in that place. He can come and meet with you where you are. You don't need to be, you know, you don't need to have read your Bible a hundred times or you don't need to have had your holy time, with your quiet time with God this morning. Whilst that's great, you don't need that to meet with God. He will come and meet with you regardless of your circumstances. Um, I read quite a few of the epistles of Paul this week, just kind of flicking through, seeing what stood out to me and asking God what he wanted me to share. I'm just going to share some of the um, verses from Philippians 4. I'll start at verse 8. Finally, my friends, keep your minds on whatever is true, pure, right, holy, friendly and proper. Don't ever stop thinking about what is truly worthwhile and worthy of praise. You know the teachings I gave you and you know what you heard me say and saw me do. So follow my example and God who gives you peace will be with you. God who gives us peace will be with us. We've got the example here. We've got a book full of words of encouragement and stories of God turning things around. And God who gives us peace will be with us. I'll carry on. The Lord has made me very grateful that at last you have thought about me once again. Actually, you were thinking about me all along, but you didn't have any chance to show it. I'm not complaining about having too little. I've learned to be satisfied with what I have. I know what it is to be poor or to have plenty, and I have lived under all kinds of conditions. I know what it means to be full or to be hungry, to have too much or too little. Christ gives me the strength to face everything. I was just took so much encouragement from that because we can get so wrapped up in our circumstances. Paul went through so much. Um, he went and preached the gospel and you know, was amazing at spreading the word of God, but it came with its um, sacrifices and it came with persecution. Christ gives me the strength to face everything. This is in the Passion Translation, also known as, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a classic verse. I know so many people have got that on their fridges. It's a fridge magnet verse, as I call it. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But what does that mean? What does it look like in your life? What does it look like for you? For me, that's knowing each day I need to give my life to Christ and I need to surrender to him, sometimes throughout the day, moment by moment, and he'll help me get through it. And right now, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, you know, there is lots of challenges coming my way, I'm sure. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that might look similar to you. It might look like I can get through today. And then you can read the verse again. And I can read the Bible again. And I can get through tomorrow. I'm just going to read some of the Psalms as well. Um, where I've drawn inspiration from, just to encourage you. And um, yeah, I really would. If you're wondering where to go this morning, dig into the Psalms, find some Psalms that resonate with your circumstance and some Psalms that encourage you to praise God. So um, I'm just going to flick around and read them really quickly, so bear with me. 
Psalm 3, verse 3 to 4 says, But you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy mountain. It's just amazing. You are my shield around me. You are my glory. You look after me. You hold my head high. In Psalm 13, um, (laughs) this is another one that is a slightly different perspective. O Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, Lord, my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. The Lord is good to you. And the reason I share this one is to encourage you. Maybe write it down. I've got um, loads and loads of journals from years gone by and now more journals on my phone um, of where I've documented and I've just I kept a journal of when times are good and when times are bad because look back at them and I can praise God because he's brought me through them. Not by my strength, but by his. And, it's, and that's what I'm really encouraged by, by this psalm. You know, Things are really tough. Um, this is David writing. Things are really, really tough. Um, but then at the end... He comes to that place of, I will trust in your unfailing love, regardless of what it looks like. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. He's good to you as well. The Lord is good to you today. Bear with me. Um, Psalm 27, it's quite a long one um, for me to read out over here. It's not massively long, but I would really encourage you to read that. Um, and it's another psalm of David. It starts with, The Lord is my light and salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? I could just go on and on. It's absolutely amazing. I'm just going to skip to the end. Um, if you've heard me speak before, you'll know these are some of my favourite verses in the Bible. Um, and it's a verse that I speak over Scarborough. Yet I am confident of this. I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. I say it like this. Yet I am confident. I will see the Lord's goodness whilst I am here in Scarborough. I will see the Lord's goodness in Scarborough. I will see the Lord's goodness in my life. And I pray that and I declare that over. It goes on to say, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. God is doing this on his timings, not on ours. You know, we, I wish we could, we could know what's going on, um, but God is doing it on his timing. And um, we need to be patient and wait for the Lord. One more psalm, and then I'll carry on. Um, I'll just share the beginning of Psalm 34. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Come, let, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I can't wait for the day where we get to be back in this room and we get to exalt the Lord's name together in person. But right now that looks like YouTube and it looks like Zoom over house house churches over Zoom. Come, let us be together. Let's exalt the Lord's name together. Let's glorify him. Let's praise him and, and be expectant to see our circumstances change. Like I said, you'll never be ready. You need to start where you are. You just need to be willing. Are you willing to give God a chance this morning, regardless of what's going on? It's, there's real strength in intimacy with God. Coming close to him and just being real, being honest. 
about the little things and the big things. And um, I was recently going through some things and I was really worried about little things like getting Luke to feed from a bottle and sleep longer in the night and just fairly normal things that you would think about as a parent. But I realised I wasn't praying about them. I was thinking about the practical ways. I'm a practical person, right? I need to do this and this and this to get him on a bottle. I need to do this and this to get him to sleep better and et cetera, et cetera, and things that I needed to implement in my life. And then I realised um, I haven't prayed about this. Um, I started to pray about it. And the next day, I, I don't know what happened. Luke just started taking a bottle. <laughs> um, and we had bought lots of bottles. If anyone's in need of some secondhand baby bottles, that they can be sterilised. I have got a shed load. Um, I tried everything and it wasn't working. Um, so it's just those normal things that sometimes you just can get bogged down in. You know, there is a practical solution to this, I will find it. Well, actually, there's also a supernatural solution and that's praying to God and seeking his guidance and advice because he cares about the little things. He cares about you know, those things that you're struggling with and um, you know, little decisions in your day. I think I thought that I couldn't pray about them because oh, it's just something I need to deal with. I was too busy trying to do it in my own strength. Is there anything like that for you today that maybe you haven't brought to God? You haven't surrendered to God? It, it might not be a huge thing. It might be something small. It might be a huge thing. But is there something that you need to surrender to God today and just ask for help with? It doesn't matter how small it is. There's such power in being intimate with God, sharing those details. Like I said, he knows it all, but, there is, but he wants to hear it from you. Um, when me and John were um, preparing to get married, we did the relationship course with Dan and Jem um, that we do in this church. Um, it's a Bethel one. And uh, the word intimacy, um, Danny Silk describes it, into me you see. And that's really important in relationships. Um, and it's really important relationship with God. Intimacy, intimacy, and you could twist on the word into me you see. Are you allowing God to see all of those parts, all of those struggles, all of those hurts, all of those disappointments? Um, because there's real strength in vulnerability. Um, when I was at Bible college, I used to cry a lot. I still cry a lot. But I mean, I cried a lot. It was a bit embarrassing. I used to get myself really worked up about it and um, I used to think that I was weak because I cried. Um, and, I, and sometimes I can still catch myself out and find myself weeping at um, situations or you know, um, something that I've seen on the news. But there's strength in vulnerability and taking that to God. There's such strength in being honest and being open about it. So if you're someone who cries a lot, that's not a sign of weakness. I don't know who needs to hear that today, but I believe someone needs to hear that if you cry a lot, it's not, it doesn't mean you're a weak person. It just means that you feel things really deeply, and we feel things differently. I'm a hugely emotion uh, person who has a lot of emotions and feelings, and, I'm, and I process them externally. And my husband, he's like, yeah, I'm good. And he talks about his feelings sometimes, but he doesn't quite feel them like I do. So, yeah. This isn't about being qualified, it's about being willing to follow Jesus and to take those steps, to give things to him and to follow his lead. Because he leads you, he goes before you, he's behind you, he's beside you, he's ahead of you, he's, there. he's, he's all around you and he starts where you're at. So God can do all these amazing things, like in Acts, like we saw, you know, they were in prison and by the next morning they were released and the, the jailer had come to Jesus and his whole family had been saved, that's amazing. Um, but we need to activate our faith. God can do all of these things. God can do amazing things, but it needs something from us. 
God need God wants us to be to participate with him to be co-workers with him so we need to take the first step now you'll all have situations going on in your life and maybe things are great right now but what does that first step look like for you if things aren't great if there is a situation that you need to see change in um, we can have such confidence the bible gives me so much encouragement especially these psalms and um, and in the new testament to have confidence in god to boldly approach his throne because god wants to use you to change situations yeah god could go out there i could walk out of this building and scarborough could be changed i totally 100 percent believe god can do it God can absolutely transform this town. And yeah, he might do that, but actually he wants to use me. And he wants to use you too. And he wants to, and that might mean changing our own situations first. But he wants to use you. We're catalysts for change. Um, and I, I, I started thinking about the word catalyst, and then I thought, do I even know what catalyst means? So I Googled it, as you do. Um, a catalyst is a substance that increases the rate of a chemical reaction without itself undergoing any permanent chemical, permanent chemical change. Or another way of thinking of it is that it's a person that precipitates an event. It increases the rate. God wants to use us as catalysts for change in our situations, in our lives, in our families, and in the wider community of Scarborough, Filey, Hummonby, and beyond. He wants to use us for change. And when we come to that place of intimacy with him and go on that journey with him, he will use us. Yes, God can do all things. He is God, but he wants to use us. He loves us. He wants us to go on this journey with him, and he wants us to glorify him through our acts. In 1 Corinthians 3, verse 8 to 11, I'm just going to read these. Now, the one who plants and the one who waters are equally important and on the same team, but each will be rewarded for his own work. We are co-workers with God, and you are God's cultivated garden, the house he is building. God has given me a unique gift as a skilled master building who lays a good foundation. Afterwards, another craftsman comes and builds on it. So builders, beware. Let every builder do his work carefully according to God's standard. For no, as, no one is empowered to lay an alternative foundation other than the good foundation that exists, which is Christ Jesus. Christ has laid the foundation for us. And we're builders. We all have got different parts to play. Um, if you want to be put a spin on it you know someone might be a plumber someone might be an electrician someone might be an architect we've all got a part to play in building God's kingdom here where we've been planted and we've all got something to do we're co-workers with Christ he wants to use us and he'll use us with our mistakes and our flaws because when we go to him and we seek him he sees us as clean and forgiven his mercies are new every morning and um, he doesn't want us to be held back by our mistakes. It's really important that we learn from them, but he doesn't want our fear, our shame, our doubt, our worries to hold us back because he is the great enabler and he wants to use us. So what has he said to you? What has he said to you about, about building his kingdom, about moving forward um, because he wants to use you? So coming to an end. In Colossians 3, it says this. This is from the message version. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. That could be the world, situations, what's going on right now. Look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. 
when we come to that place of meeting with God, being intimate with him, being honest with him, we can go forward without hindrance, following the plans that he has for us. And we can get insight. You know, when you seek God, it's, I, I like to think of it as like a bird's eye view. God's got the bird's eye view. And when you seek him, he can give you the bird's eye view. And sometimes he can give you that hope, that strength, that encouragement to go forward. So I've spoke quite a lot. Um, so today, what does that mean? Well, take a moment to be real with God. It might be after this or tonight, whenever you get a chance in your, in your day, if it's, been, if it's a busy one. Spend time with him. Connect with him afresh and start where you're at. Don't get worked up in where you want to be or where you think God said you need to be. Start where you're at today. What can you ask God for help with today? Because he wants to be with us in the everyday things of life. Is it getting all the jobs done on your to-do list? Is it just getting through another day? I know lockdown's really tough. I just can't wait to hug you all um, so much. And one day it will come. So what can he, you ask God to help you with? And take a step of faith. You need that activation. God's got the word, but we need to activate our faith. And that means stepping out. It means taking that first step. And that will look different for different people. It might be that you need to pray for someone. It might be that you need to, you know, set a new time aside to meet with God every day. It might be that you need to invite someone to church to give to someone in need. It'll look different for different people. But what is God saying to you? And also, I just want to give a chance that I've read that maybe you need to accept Jesus afresh this morning or for the first time. If you don't know Jesus and you're hearing me talk about all these different verses and, you're, and, you, and you want to accept him, today is your chance. Today is as good a day as any to meet with Jesus, to accept him and to be born again. And you can just meet with him. All you need to do is just say a prayer and invite him in. We've got loads of people in the chat um, and people who'd love to meet with you and, um, well, virtually, um, who would love to talk with you and pray with you. So if you want to accept Jesus into your life, whether you're watching this now or later, comment in the chat or message us at yorkshire at kingdomfaith.com because there's loads of people who would love to talk with you and pray with you and guide you through what that might look like. Maybe you need to accept Jesus afresh. Maybe things have really gone off path this last few months and you really don't know where you are anymore. Today is a good as day as any to accept Jesus afresh into your life to invite him in and to start where you're at and build that relationship with him. So yeah, so I pray you've got something from today and um, that this word has encouraged you in some way. Um, thank you so much, Pastor Paul, for giving me the opportunity to speak again. Um, I cannot wait to see you all in person, but until then, keep connecting in. Keep um, talking to people, reaching out to someone. If you think you've not heard from someone in a while, don't wait for them to message you. Drop them a line. Just ask them how they're doing. All it takes is a simple message. Um, and connecting with your house churches if you're in one. Um, and of course, the YouTube chat. But until then, have a great time. Be blessed and have a good week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.